friends, welcome to another episode of Podcast in the Pear Tree. I'm Danielle. I'm Samantha. And I'm Aaron Lee. Oh, oh, did you hear that? Aaron Lee's back. I am so excited to be back. Great to have you. So what happened? The strike is over. As many of you know, I'm a member of the Screen Actors Guild and American Federation of Television and Radio Artists, known as SAG-AFTRA. And from July to November, we were on strike against the AMPTP, which is the Association of Motion Picture and Television Producers, I believe. I don't know. At any rate, I finally realized that they had to pay artists what they're worth and a living wage. And they agreed to do so. And now we're going through the process of voting on the contract. And so we are back. The only thing I want to say is from actors to writers to auto workers to hotel workers, we have seen a lot of labor activity in 2023. Many have dubbed it the season of solidarity. And I just want to point out this is really important. It's not just about actors and writers. This is about labor versus management. This is about the wealth gap. And it is so important. So if you are driving about out there and you see some folks out picketing, please honk. It is so helpful when you're on that picket line, when you're walking to hear people honk and show their support for you. It means a lot to those people who are out there walking the line. And I am so excited that I can now promote movies again and be on this podcast and talk about Christmas Island. Yes. So that is what we're planning to review today. And we have a special guest joining us, our friend Chloe. Chloe, hey, welcome. Hello. I'm so happy to be here. We're so excited to have you. Thank you. I love Hallmark Christmas movies. I feel like it's a really great way to ring in the season. So long time listener, first time caller. (laughs) (laughs) Please call back. Well, before we kind of dive into things, anyone want to share anything they've been watching recently? Well, I do want to share about GAC. Of course, GAC. Oh, oh gosh. Okay, let's do (laughs) it. Come on, Danielle. I love GAC. It's great. GAC is great. So last year I talked about this movie called A Destined Christmas, which I thought was kind of the best that GAC had to offer of 2022. And I really enjoyed the meet cue and the story was really adorable. They summed it up last year with, with a little epilogue scene where they said one year later and then they showed kind of what everybody was up to the next Christmas. And of course, the main couple who'd gotten together, they were both wearing wedding rings. It was very obvious that they had gotten married. Well, this year, Gak put out Destined Christmas 2. You have to forget about that entire epilogue scene because Destined Christmas 2 is all about him trying to propose. It's ridiculous. They're already married. I saw it in last year's movie. Come on, Gak. This lack of continuity is the kind of shenanigan I expect from Gak. When you're trying to break away from the Hallmark channel and Hallmark, like (laughs) that's where you fall through the cracks. Meanwhile, Hallmark is on this lovely progressive train. We're seeing movies about Hanukkah. We're seeing gay couples. We're seeing longer, spicier kisses. We've really beefed up the contents 
And then if you're a defector, if you're a deserter, then you're making silly movies that are ignoring epilogues. This is true. Uh, I like what you said there, though, Chloe. Um, One of the things I've noticed about Hallmark this year is that they have a blind actor in one movie. They have a kid with autism in a movie. So we're really branching out and showcasing actors of all different abilities and And capabilities. It's really uh, refreshing to see because they are casting actors that are visually impaired, autistic, etc. Yeah, which is really heartening. And I think the main detractor from Hallmark for a long time was that it was just kind of a ubiquitous, attractive white couple. And now it's really nice to see diversity in all realms. All right. Yes, I agree. Now let's talk about Christmas Island with a very attractive white couple. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I mean, did, uh, Samantha, have you seen anything? Um, or Oh, sorry. Uh, yes, I agree. <laughs> sorry, Samantha. What have you been watching? You know, a Hallmark film that I watched recently that I really liked was called, uh, which I almost didn't even watch. Um, it was called Never Been Chris. Did anybody oh, else watch yeah. I saw that one. I saw that I one, yeah. I loved was cute this. Too. It was kind of yeah, a throwback to high school. It kind of gave me Romy Michelle vibes. Two best friends, kind of codependent. And then they come back to their hometown and they meet this guy that was the most popular guy in high school. Again, yeah, they kind of hit it off from there. I won't spoil anything because I think it's a worth watch. It uh, is. So that's my recommendation. I really enjoyed it. I saw it like listed on movies I could possibly watch before watching Christmas Island. And I literally yelled from the other room to my boyfriend, Chris. I was like, Chris, there's a movie called Never Been Crest. You've been Crest. Yeah. So I think I need to watch it now. No, you do. It's very good. I highly recommend. There's many, many different storylines going on in it. It's fun. I think you'll enjoy it. Danielle, how about you? What have you been watching? I will just say Heilsberg Holiday. Let's skip that. Oh, really? I have a, it's in my queue and I really wanted to see it. I watched sure. it today, too. It's kind of yeah. a skip. You can. Oh, no. Watch it if you like oh. want I mean, to, but not if you, I mean... Okay, I'll, I'll report back. If you have next, spare time. Next time we record, I'll report back and let you know if I think it's a skip too. I mean, this year is like, let's do a whole bunch of movies in Europe. We mm-hmm. already had like a Christmas market. This is like Christmas market Is part there two. a movie called The Christmas Market? We should have a movie called The Christmas Market. Do you hear that, Hallmark? Do you hear that, Lifetime? There's opportunity, guys. Opportunity. I mean, sign me up. I mean, I love Europe and I love a Christmas market, but these two films that we've already watched, what's the other, the French one? There was a French one and now a German Joy one. Noel. Yeah, so those are both... Both Christmas market movies. I'm sorry. There's another movie that's already called Joy Noel, which is about World War One. And you wouldn't think oh. that a World War One Christmas movie would be good, but it brings tears to my eyes every single time. So no, 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 no. So instead, though, I think you all had already watched this, but um, I saw it a little bit later. But the Santa Summit was pretty cute. So yes. I would loved, probably loved. be willing to watch that. Chloe, you should check that one out. The Santa Summit. The it's Santa very Summit. cute. Let's just say a bunch of people dressed up as Santa and two people meet but they don't catch each other's names and then they get lost among the santas how do you find the other person good luck but it's funny and they have some really interesting cocktails because they're on some sort of like crawl as well they they have some really interesting cocktails how about you chloe 
Have you watched anything aside from our movie today? Am I allowed to mention anything outside of Hallmark? Yes, of course. Of course, I'm a Lifetime person. I just I can't talk about Lifetime because they don't. They're so slow on their lineup this year. They're not doing anything until this weekend. So. I know, um, and we will be watching this weekend. Amazon, Netflix, yeah, Hulu, anything, whatever. We watch whatever them all. Want. We watch them all. <laughs> yeah, like, I just I did yeah, CBS like, last year. Secular, secular. Um, <laughs> no. Well, okay, we're like we're in the middle of November. And I was a little late to this, but we recently finished The Fall of the House of Usher on Netflix, which is really good. And I think it did a really great job of incorporating Edgar Allan Poe without being too heavy handed. It was particularly gory. And I will say the beginning was a little hard to get into. And there's some difficult episodes. But by the time you get to the end, you're like, oh, this was quality. All right. Let's get into Christmas Island. I say again, let's get into Christmas Island featuring two very attractive white people. And there's no like murders (laughs) or anything like this. There are. (laughs) And the movie suffers for that (laughs) (laughs) they could have used a murderer too in this one okay well here's the thing (laughs) you can just turn this movie around by like a few degrees and it is sort of that setup we'll get into the premise but like it could go awry in a different scenario oh totally yeah this could be let's get into the premise (laughs) yes in on, on lifetime uh okay so christmas island the very brief synopsis we have a pilot her name is kate Captain, Cap- are we calling her Captain Kate? Captain Kate. Captain yeah. Captain so, so Captain Kate, same actress who was in the Royal Nanny. Um, she is uh, taking a job as a private pilot for this very rich family. And they're supposed to go to Switzerland for Christmas. But on their way over there, the plane gets uh, wrapped up in some storm. So the only place that they can go to is Christmas Island. I think, was it Nova Scotia? I think it's Nova, Nova Scotia. Scotia. Nova Scotia. And then, of course... Perfect setup. And they end up having to stay there because they're stranded for a bit. That's the premise. And then we have our main character, Oliver, who was turns out to a small town and they run into each other because he he was actually the one who told her she had to land somewhere. Shenanigans ensue. What did you all think of this film? I love it. And I watch a lot of Hallmark movies. And I think you have to to be on this podcast. There's, nice. there's a great category that I like to call to business for Christmas. And so this is like this is a <laughs> classic. Tell. This is a classic to business for Christmas. It's a working professional woman who has made a lot of sacrifices, doesn't really have family, and always has a crucial job that she's given last minute on Christmas or around the Christmas holiday season. And they're like, my career is paramount. I will put that above what other people will normally prioritize around the holidays, like family, rest. (laughs) Um, And I mean, we learn later that she's not necessarily too business for Christmas and that she's had some trauma in her life around the holidays. But the family is also too business for Christmas. And it's usually the setup of they have to go to a small town or they meet usually the male lead who turns it all around, who teaches them the meaning of Christmas, the meaning of community, the joy of the holidays. And that one encounter then has a waterfall effect of being into the holidays. And then ultimately it flip flops. 
and these people become too Christmas for business. <laughs> I, love I love that. This. It's so great, Chloe. It's it's such a like a it's a comforting prototype if you've watched a lot of Hallmark movies. Yeah, one thing that I did like about this movie is often in these types of films, especially when there's a rich family, because this is a very wealthy family, they are able to fly private from LA to Switzerland. Usually we see there's some sort of like trouble in the marriage and things are on the rocks or really ignoring our children. That wasn't happening here. This was, in essence, a very happy family. There was no marital tension. Sure, the parents were busy, but they were making an effort with their kids. They were trying to parent them as best they could. So it was really nice to just see that kind of unit grow for Christmas as opposed to just having to do some other growth outside of that. It was nice to see a happy family. The the pure conflict is literally do business for Christmas. And maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like it's rare to have a teen child. I feel like normally they're always picking like 12 and under. But casting 15. Yeah, casting 15. And she's over it, like the alt teen. And then you have Mm. the child who is really into Christmas. Yeah, I feel that it was very typical of Hallmark. It wasn't incredibly special. There were a couple of things like the happy family where I was like, oh, that's that's a unique take. But all in all, I felt it was very much something I'd expect to see. I was not really blown away by anything that unique in this film. Uh, What about you, Samantha? What did you think? You know, I thought, who gets a job on an exploratory interview? (laughs) That's a very good question. Like, this pilot, she's on an exploratory interview for this private job. She's trying to get on a commercial airline or airlines and piloting that or whatever. And all of a sudden she's given, like you said, Chloe, the biggest task ever. She's like given this couple who's filthy rich to fly across the world to get them there before Christmas. I was like, oh my God, this is giving me so much stress. And this is not even me doing it. Um, But what were you going to say? Well, I okay. I've never flown private. Just putting that out there. I don't know what it's like. However, I'm pretty sure the pilot doesn't load your suitcases into the airplane. I'm pretty sure the pilot doesn't serve the hot cocoa. I think the pilot stays in the cockpit and flies the plane. I think there's another person, a steward, somebody that's going to attend to the very wealthy guests in the back. I thought that was ridiculous. And she's literally like, oh, who wants hot cocoa? I'm like, go fly the plane. But also I thought it was a really good um, example of fake it till you make it because she had like zero clue what she was doing that entire time. I was like, this is crazy that they are trusting you with their entire lives. And you're just like, yep, mm hmm. Yep, uh, I guess we just load the luggage now. And yeah, in what world do people have enough money for a private, <laughs> like a PJ, a private jet, but no airline staff? Um, no airline yeah. staff. I've also been rewatching Succession. There's always staff with you. Yes. Like, yeah, if you're in like a, a tiny plane, sure, you're, you have just the pilot. That was a big enough plane. I, I don't know. I'm not even in the tax bracket to understand the level of G's. Like that might be a G4 <laughs> or something, but like, oh, wait, wait, you're talking about the types of planes. Types I don't even planes. know that that they're G's. Oh yeah. yeah there's there's like a G6 and then like they go up or down, I think. But yeah, that family looked comfortable enough that you can fit one extra person. Also, where are they making cocoa in the cockpit of the plane? <laughs> you know, with like Christmas mugs. 
where did she get these? Especially when just finding out about this job yesterday, she was well prepared for all the festive goodies. She hit up the airport gift shop and grabbed some Christmas mugs. I I also love on multiple occasions, she's also suggesting eggnog and it's always to the children. And also <laughs> chugging it. She also says the word chugging eggnog. I'm like, who can do that? I mean, one person that can do that. It's very, it's very hard. I mean, not yeah. not something that just sounds like a three day belly ache. The mouth. <laughs> Oh, Danielle, what did you think? I think I was with Aaron Lee. It was fine. And there were some cool things and some familiar actors that we know really well. They're both regulars on the circuit here, but there wasn't anything that was... It was nice, but it's probably one that I won't be really inclined to watch again. But I love how, Chloe, you had mentioned before we started recording that there are some spicy elements that you appreciated. Yes, I will first say I think like the only difference and maybe this is Hallmark trying to usher in these movies into a modern age that we have a woman who's a pilot and not working in marketing, like always something really vague, always marketing events or or event planning, event planning, marketing, event planning or a magazine. And none of these offices shut down. They work right up to the holiday. Yeah, but she's an ambitious pilot, which is great because I know that there are not a lot of women who are in like airline piloting. Also, her love interest is an air traffic control person who I guess maybe his main foray is weather, but um, hopefully this like inadvertently creates more advertising for air traffic control because there's like a huge shortage apparently. Well, and it's one of the most stressful jobs that you can have. It's always rated in the top five probably of event planner and then air traffic control (laughs) (laughs) this this man has like this sweet three-person staff air traffic control that's based in nova scotia which i don't understand why if you're in nova scotia you're talking to people in la like the la airspace i don't know i don't i don't know he tried to land her in jfk and then she took too long to make the decision and he was like sorry gotta go to nova scotia nova scotia (laughs) Come on over to the skosh. But there's sort of like a enemies to lovers, but obviously very light enemies. They just sort of are kind of always jabbing at each other. And then eventually he teaches her the true meaning of Christmas. He's like taking the time to show her around. They fall in love and they have not one, but two kisses. And the first one, there is clear tongue. And you can't even see my hands because this is a podcast. But they are gesticulating <laughs> wildly because it's like because that's not a thing for Hallmark. Like that's, no, you know Hallmark is very demure as far as kisses go. But this was clear tongue. I backed it up and watched it a second time. I did too, Chloe. I did. Too. <laughs> I thought my eyes deceived me. I'm going like, back to watch tongue? it again right after we're done recording. <laughs> Please do. And it it looked past. That's what I mean. They had great chemistry. I feel like they should do another film together. I was very on board with this couple. But also, did you notice he wanted to take her out, you know, as they are getting cozier and cozier as the film progresses he wanted to take her out for this lunch and so he kind of pulls her into like this like, i don't know like pub pizza place it's also serves pancakes yeah serves pancakes <laughs> and he's like you know and she takes off her jacket it cozies up next to him and was like should we share a pizza and he was like oh i'm gonna do something really special for this lunch i'm like what date are they on i felt like they were like a month into their relationship already i'm like 
who says that? It felt too familiar. It was too familiar. They've obviously been making out behind the scenes and we haven't seen those cuts. (laughs) Yeah, that that kiss looked familiar. It was, yeah, it was comfy. It was a comfy kiss. (laughs) <laughs> well, maybe it's Andrew Walker who's bringing the spice to Hallmark because last year he was in uh, Three Wise Men and a Baby shirtless. Yeah. He did shirtless last year. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He did. He's they like are... the fireman of Hallmark, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And Hallmark is consistently doing more shirtless men. As they should. As they should. Know, hey, know, it, your, know your market. Really. Exactly. They're hitting the right demographics. <laughs> So I do want to talk a little bit, not just about his kiss or his shirtless turn in Three Wise Men and a Baby, but Andrew Walker. I thought his performance was really good in this. I thought he took things to a new level. Specifically, I really liked some of the little movements that he had, like when he put on the Santa hat and flipped it as if he was flipping his hair. I thought that was really cute. And these are the little types of things in a performance that really make it come alive for me, that make it pop. You know, I was like, that's not in the script. He did that on his own. And so that I really appreciate and I thank him for that. I also really liked the lobster trap Christmas tree, Um, though we don't have a lobster trap Christmas tree lighting where I'm from. I'm from an area where we do have a lot of fishermen and uh, people who are lobstermen really do build Christmas trees in their front yards with their traps. So that was really kind of cool. I have noticed a lot this year, well, actually in the last maybe two years, that Hallmark is making a little bit of a location departure from Colorado and there's they're moving more coastal, like a lot of like not seaside uh, Christmas films like there's one that's also coming up I think it's called Navigating Christmas but they're like hey kids we're having Christmas in a lighthouse and I support Christmas in a lighthouse same but I feel like I've noticed there's more of a departure from Colorado domestically and then obviously we're moving in different areas of Europe but I like the seaside towns and I will say that when I saw the film was called Christmas Island I thought okay is this going to be tropical Christmas I was Um, so grateful it wasn't me too because I hate hot Christmas as you know so I was like what is this going to be like and then I was pleasantly surprised it was a small island off of Canada one of my big beefs, though, about this film was that they keep going back to the fact that this storm is so terrible that they can't leave. Where was the storm? Because, like, they were walking around everywhere and it was bright, sunny. I never saw any wind. Was that wind over the Atlantic? Oh, Samantha, like, I... suspend your disbelief. The storm was over the Atlantic. They couldn't fly through it. That's why they had to land. But my favorite was when the dad suggested, could we take a helicopter somewhere? And I was like, where are you going? That sounds dangerous. Don't. It's true. Alrighty. So let's sum this up. What do we think? Do we think that we're watching this again? It was one and done or run screaming away from this movie. What do you say? No, that's it. I so one and done. It. <laughs> I feel like if it's in the background next year while I'm doing something, I'm I'm okay with that. I agree. I wouldn't turn it off if it came on, but I'm not going to set up a recording for it next year. Chloe? I would call it a one and done. I appreciate that. I think it 
was a little bit more realistic or is a little bit more real in this one um, except for that stupid german elf the german elf and uh i really hate the prototype of women getting gifted dresses and like nobody's taken measurements like that's just a pet peeve of mine but perfectly fine you know <laughs> <laughs> all right well there there you have it christmas island perfectly fine according to chloe <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Chloe, for joining us. We really appreciated it. And we really enjoyed having you here. You gave us some great insights. Oh, thank you. And please come back. I will. Thank you. As long as you'll invite me over to Christmas Island. I'll make a stop over on my flight to Switzerland. <laughs> thank you all so much for joining us on Podcast in a Pear Tree. We really appreciate it. Please make sure that you rate and follow. And find us where you find your podcasts. Bye-bye.